be sensitive to the fact that there are certain industries much more impacted by this than others. Like if you're one of your target segments is small and medium-sized businesses, you better be extremely careful about the ones you're reaching out to, especially retail. You might not even reach out to them at all. Right. Restaurants travel obviously yeah. are the first ones. Dude, to be I saw impacted. restaurant 365, by the way, today, so many people announcing that like they had to lay off 95% of their sales team. So if you're trying to sell something to restaurants 365 right now, like it better be something that can help them recoup as much of the loss and not around like helping their, like I would never reach out to them right now to help them with prospecting. That just wouldn't make sense. Welcome to Modern Sales, a podcast that'll help you sell more by understanding how people buy. I'm your host, Liston Witherell, founder of Serve Don't Sell, and I dig through academic research, interview people inside and outside of sales, and nerd out on psychology, economics, and neuroscience to figure out how people make decisions. And I am on a mission to change the way 100 million people sell so that buying B2B services can feel just as good as finding a home for the 1000th puzzle piece. Wouldn't that be nice? If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you're listening on iTunes or Apple podcasts, please subscribe, leave an honest review as long as it's five stars. It helps me get the word out for the show so we can together change the way a hundred million people sell. Thank you in advance for your help. Now to the show. All selling should be done with empathy. Now, this may or may not seem controversial to you. And certainly if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or been following me in any form, you know that I am a huge proponent of leading with empathy. There is no sale if you can't understand what's going on with the other person and meet their needs. But how do we apply that lesson when we're all extremely sensitive? And I don't just mean your prospects. I mean you too. And I mean me. I'm more stressed out. I have different things on my mind. My priorities have changed since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. So how do we go about prospecting at a time when, quote unquote, no one is buying? Now, I don't believe that no one is buying, but I do believe there is a heightened need for empathy in the way that we prospect. I've continued to prospect during this time. I recommend that you do too. But I've also been seeking advice and input from other people I trust about how to prospect at a time like this. And one of the people who I trust the most in the world when it comes to prospecting is Jason Bay of Blissful Prospecting. I asked him to come on to Modern Sales to talk about how he's thinking about prospecting during the pandemic so that he meets both needs of building his business and delivering what clients need at a time when everybody is a little bit more sensitive. So I'm excited to bring you this interview with Jason Bay of Blissful Prospecting coming right up after this short break. Welcome to Modern Sales. I'm Liston Witherell, and I am here with my friend right there, Jason Bay of Blissful Prospecting. Jason, how's it going? It's going, man. It's, uh, <laughs> so we're nope. recording this on March 23rd and I've actually had lots of calls with people and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm been better. I don't know what to say to that. I sense maybe you're thinking that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, we've been talking a lot in the last week and I'm excited. I would be lying to you if I wasn't feeling anxious though right now, for sure. So 
what I'm excited about is anytime something like this happens, because I, I sold and managed salespeople through the last recession. And when that happened, I was managing college students that were selling house painting services. And what we saw in that industry was all the contractors that sat around and did nothing and didn't have good customer service, like they all went out of business. And the people that were extremely proactive about acquiring clients, they stayed in business. So I know that I am going to be one of those people that's extremely proactive. I also know that there's a certain number of companies that really look at things like this as an opportunity to grow and to really capture mindshare. So that's the thing that I'm really excited about. I'm anxious because and what we're going to talk about today is outbound, right? I do think that that is going to become much more difficult. And again, there's an opportunity there because companies are going to have to really do it the right way and really exaggerate, in my opinion, and do more of the things they should be doing. They should be more empathetic. They should be leading more with value. They shouldn't be pitching their product or their service so much. All things they shouldn't be doing anyways, right? But it's certainly exaggerated right now in this time. So let's start from the top. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself briefly. And then you mentioned if you could just segue directly into companies shouldn't be pitching their product or service. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So my name is Jason Bay. I am co-founder at Blissful Prospecting, and I'm an outbound sales coach and consultant that works with B2B sales teams to grow and accelerate their outbound sales. So if you're sending cold outreach and it's not working as well as you'd like it, that's where we kind of step in and help. But in terms of companies should not be pitching their product and service, dude, when business is abundant and you have a good brand behind your company, as a salesperson, you're on easy mode. Hey, people are willing to spend money. We can help with this and here are all the features and all this other stuff and let's chat. And that works to some extent. What we're seeing right now is really people, prospects telling you to just like F off basically. If you're coming in with these really hard product or service pitches. And the reason for that is it's just a complete lack of empathy for the situation that they might be going through. What is really interesting about that to me is that empathy is the thing that should be leading your prospecting and your outbound conversations anyways. It's just now that you actually have to do it. The interesting part though, is that don't we listen, kind of know what our prospects are thinking right now. <laughs> it's probably the easiest time ever to empathize with a prospect. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think everybody's scared, right? I think they're uncertain about the future and they still have to show up to work and make something happen. So like, how do you think about, it's kind of awkward, right? Or at least I think it can be seen as awkward to go to someone and say, Hey, I have something to sell, but I know you might be afraid for your life. Like, how do you think about <laughs> the messaging in this situation? So I think it starts with a few things. So what I am seeing right now, so I ran a webinar and I did an AMA style thing where I had 10 minutes of content and people, we called on them and I coached them through how to approach their cold emails and cold calls. The biggest mistake that I see salespeople making right now is they're not actually able to empathize with their prospects because they don't really know what's going on in their business. And the reason why they don't know is they're not talking to any of their customers. The very first thing you should do in any crisis, I guess you could call it right now, or any periods of economic uncertainties, you should be talking to your clients. The very first thing you need to do to a salesperson is save the business that you have and look at the contacts you have and really use that as a chance to empathize and learn what they are thinking and what they're going through right now. And when we did that, so we have a certain segment of our clients that are nonprofits, for example, 
the very first thing I did last Monday morning, as soon as I knew this was like a crazy thing, is we sent emails to them and said, hey, things are probably really crazy right now, given the fact that a lot of the way you partner with companies is in person and you're not allowed to do that. I can only imagine how much scrambling you guys are doing with that on top of having to work from home. That's how I started the conversation. But I didn't really learn about what they were actually experiencing until we met with them all this week. And what I found out is that a lot of them are thinking about how do we keep these conversations going? Like we want to prospect right now, but we're worried about trying to pitch the partnership too hard. We're worried about all kinds of stuff. They listed a bunch of things. And, and now we don't really prospect to nonprofits anymore. We just kind of work with whatever comes to us. But if I was prospecting to a nonprofit, now I know specifically what they're going through. It's like, hey, and you might be thinking for these corporate partnerships that you have right now, like what's going to happen to them in a month or two if you can't run these fundraisers in person? I can actually come in. So I think that's the very first thing you need to do because I don't think it's okay to pick a prospect's brain to ask them what their challenges are right now. That's never been appropriate. You need to talk to your customers, get a better idea of what they're going through and how they're handling it. You can connect your customers together, which we're doing later this week. We have all of our customers coming onto one call. We're helping them brainstorm ways to get creative around how they can still prospect. Then I have an insight that I can share with prospects. So it isn't work from home tips. That's not going to be good enough right now. Like You really need to know what their problem is based on customer conversations, get insights, and then share stuff that's more insider kind of info and not the surface level. Hey, have you ever thought of using Zoom? You can still sell. You know what I mean? It's like, that's too basic. Right, right. So you're basically saying, look for those second, third order kind of issues that people are experiencing now as a result of basically all social life being shut down. I mean, it's the speed of this has been incredible. Like nothing I've ever seen. It's completely unprecedented. So before we started talking, you said it's funny to you that what's working now isn't so different from what was already working. It just needs to be exaggerated. Yeah. So outbound has always been three sort of core skills. It's your ability to identify a good fit account and contact. So identify an opportunity, your ability to engage and start a conversation with them. And then your ability to convert that into like a conversation, like an opportunity. So what I was talking about a lot at the beginning of this year was something we called outbound 3.0. So that was essentially those three pillars, but the three shifts that you need to make in your strategy are moving from mass blast to quality. So instead of the spray and pray, like, hey, let's look for accounts that are a good fit and then research them. And instead of saying, hey, I saw your Dodgers fan, it's, uh, hey, based on this thing that I saw going on in your company, I think it makes sense to chat for this, this, and this reason. And then the second thing was moving more from product-centric messaging and talking about how awesome your product is and the features and moving more into buyer-centric messaging, which is more about problems and solutions or problems and results, right? And then the third pillar of that was moving from taking to teaching. And what that essentially meant was, hey, if you just say, do you have 30 minutes to chat next Tuesday for a demo? That's not going to work very effective anymore because you're taking the prospect's time and there's no promise of anything in return for them. So instead, going in to teach something. So in my opinion, that hasn't changed at all. You should still be doing those three things. But when we look at Mass Blast in the quality aspect of things, where we really need to do that is be extremely careful about automation. We can't be using any automation right now that doesn't have 
empathy for the situation that a prospect is going through. The other thing too, is we might need to change our client verticals a little bit too, and be sensitive to the fact that there are certain industries much more impacted by this than others. Like if you're one of your target segments is small and medium-sized businesses, you better be extremely careful about the ones you're reaching out to, especially retail. You might not even reach out to them at all. Right. Restaurants, travel, obviously yeah. are the first ones. Dude, to be I saw impacted. Restaurant 365, by the way, today, so many people announcing that like they had to lay off 95% of their sales team. So if you're trying to sell something to Restaurants 365 right now, like it better be something that can help them recoup as much of the loss and not around like helping their sales. Like I would never reach out to them right now to help them with prospecting. That just wouldn't make sense. And then this product-centric and buyer-centric kind of stuff, the way that you do that is by leading with empathy. The empathy part is an acknowledgement of their situation and like what they're going through and focusing more on the problem and a result, right? Or a solution to that problem and skipping the features and the benefits type of thing. So again, that's just more of an exaggeration of that strategy and this taking versus teaching the call to action should be, can I send this resource over to you? Or would it be helpful if I sent over some insights from our top customers on how they're handling this? You should already be doing that kind of stuff anyways when you prospect. You shouldn't be asking for a meeting right away in an email. And so walk me through that because that's in a way it's combining inbound and outbound, right? You're creating a content asset that you know is helpful to yeah. someone. And so like in that way, you're becoming a marketer in some sense, but you're just choosing who's going to read it or who you want to distribute it to. So if they say yes, you send over the content asset and then what? Walk me through what comes next. Yeah, so I'll send that over to them. And let's talk about what that content asset should be though, because a lot of people are really uncertain about what's valuable and what isn't. So I'll tell you what isn't valuable right now. If you created a page on your website with like two work from home resources and then one link on like updates on COVID-19, that's not helpful, dude. That's not going to be helpful for your prospect. So what will be helpful is a piece of content that addresses those specific needs that they have right now. So I'll give you an example. We help companies with prospecting. All of the content I have been creating lately has been gathering best practices from people that are still setting appointments, and especially our customers, putting that into LinkedIn videos, putting it into guides, putting it into webinars, and I ask if I can share that stuff. So that's the content. That's how valuable it needs to be. In terms of the ask, then I could ask, and I often do in this case, hey, what specific challenges are you coming across right now? I want to make sure this content that we're putting out is actually useful for you personally. So I still don't ask for a meeting. This is such a long tail approach. And, and again, when the economy is doing really good, or at least when people are not in panic, you might be able to ask for, I would normally ask for a meeting right there. And I would say something like, hey, I'd love to share more on this strategy and two others that we're seeing companies uh, do to increase their response rates to get a hold of really busy prospects. Is that something you'd be interested in chatting about? So the call to action is not for a meeting. It's, hey, would this be helpful? Or, hey, if I was to share two other strategies that sales teams are using right now to be more empathetic with their prospects around coronavirus, is that something that would be valuable to you? Do you know Chris Voss? I do. Well, I don't know him personally, but yes, I know of him. And Chris, yeah. if you're listening, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. Oh, dude, that would be really cool if you interviewed Chris, because I would be talking to him more from a prospecting standpoint. But I've been experimenting with his style of questioning too, where instead of getting people to say yes, which feels like such a big commitment, ask them a question where they could like say no. Mm -hmm. So the call to action could also be, hey, you know, would it be crazy 
if I shared a couple more strategies with you that would help with this. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the kind of key things that you're thinking about in terms of reframing all of this is being more patient. You're totally okay with spending more time, more back and forth, less like going straight for, even in this case, let's say you have the content asset, you send an over and rather than just having automation two days later that says, what did you think of it? Or did anything come up for you? Was it useful? Whatever, some sort of follow-up you're going to manually reach out to them and just sort of take your time with them and understand you need to be patient. Things are crazy for them. Am I getting it? Yep. So you're really probably going to have to reduce your volume. And the very first thing I recommend doing is adjusting your client segments. Like I recommended before where, Hey, do the C priority people you're reaching out to in the B parties, like stop all of that, keep it to a priority of clients that are not too heavily impacted by this right now and really take your time to have a conversation with them. And what this might amount for you doing right now is you might not be able to get a meeting, but you could get a conversation started where you can then nurture and send more content as you guys create it and more helpful resources so that, dude, I don't know when things, I'm no expert in this kind of stuff with the economy or coronavirus, but the coronavirus, you know, people could stop freaking out about that in a month or two. I don't know. So if that happens, are you going to be in a position where you can ask for a meeting at that time. And if you've shared some helpful stuff, it's going to be really easy to ask for a meeting. Right. And I've been writing and kind of publishing on the importance of leadership during this time. And there's all types of different leadership. But I think if you were there and not asking for not sort of contributing to the panic, right. But being a voice of steadiness and sort of solidarity, I, people will remember that. In all of this, is there a sort of trigger? Like, are you just waiting for them to ask you, hey, Jason, can we meet because we have this problem or that problem? Or do you ever get to the point where you're like, okay, now this is clearly the point where I would ask for a meeting or at least tell someone if you wanted to go a further step in this direction, we think we could help you in this way. Would you like to talk about that? I'm still going to ask for a meeting because what I do at our company, we can help people right now. Like that's the biggest question everyone has right now is should we prospect? So you got to think about is your service or your product legitimately helpful for the prospect right now? Is it going to help them deal with a current situation? So I'm just extra careful about how I ask it and I leave them a way out. So, yo, hey, listen, this is actually something we could talk about on a call and be more than happy to run you through how we're helping our clients and other companies like yours navigate through the big question of how to prospect during this time. And let me know if now is not a good time. Totally understand. So you still got to ask for the meeting, but let the person know that like, it's okay if they don't want to chat right now. Don't you think it's always important to give them an out to let them know it's okay to say no? I don't know. That's something you got to AB test. I think it depends on the persona. I've noticed the more A type the people are, the more responsive they are to an easy way out. Meaning the more likely they are to say no? No, the more likely they are to say yes, if I give them an easy way out. And the people that are less drivers, you know, if it's not a sales position, for example, that the person's in, they typically need a little bit of extra encouragement. <laughs> I see. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Now, are you ending all automation completely? Because one thing I think about as you're talking is I do a ton of content marketing. That's what this podcast started as, and now it's like its own thing. But I also write an email newsletter. I'm on LinkedIn. I do webinars. I do all this stuff. 
And one of the big goals of content marketing, obviously, first and foremost, is to help the consumers of that content. But I also want to capture their email address and be in touch with them. And that is automated. It seems to me that if you're driving more people towards content and you're less aggressive in asking for meetings, there's got to be some sort of backstop or way to catch them and bring them into your system. And maybe that could be email automation. Is that something you're thinking about could do more lifting for you now as you may be a little less direct about asking for sales or meetings? I mean, that's what we're focused on heavily right now is audience building and capturing subscribers because these people, they're getting what they want from us right now. And the engagement rates on the emails are extremely high. But I want to backtrack a little bit. I don't suggest turning off automation on that end of things, on a marketing end. On the sales end, I recommend backing off on the automation from uh, your outbound sequences. But once you dial in something, you can still automate it. So if you have a sequence, you basically need a coronavirus sequence (laughs) right now, right? Where you're just using it for this time and you can build in the empathy and all that stuff in your messages. You don't have to manually send every email. Right. But you just have to be careful about how often it's going out and what exactly is the content of those emails. The content is more important than how often. So in terms of something that's helpful, a piece of content that someone could put together or start sending out, whoever's listening to this, one option is they go talk to their clients and essentially interview them. What are you experiencing right now? How is this hitting your business? What are your clients experiencing? What are the discussions internally? How are you guys dealing with it? That could easily generate a piece of content. Are there any other ways that you think about how to solve this content problem? Yeah, there's a couple of things. One, I think you ask yourself, is your audience on LinkedIn? So if you're selling to salespeople, marketers, HR people, recruiters, LinkedIn is going to be the place to go. All you got to do is open up the newsfeed and you're going to see what people's challenges are. It's the only time ever I've seen where everyone is talking about the challenges that they're having. So that's an easy way to crowdsource ideas. And that's also a really easy way to create the content and connect with the person and say, hey, listen, I saw that you posted about this challenge. You have actually created a piece of content. If you want to go check it out, here it is, right? I mean, that's ideally the way to do it. And then you just got to look and see where your audience might be hanging out. So if it's not on social media, is it in any industry forums? Uh, is there any industry news, uh, trade publications, like anywhere that's releasing industry-related information on how they're being impacted right now, which I guarantee you, you can find that on with a quick Google search. So you can get ideas that way too. That is less effective than talk, actually talking to people. You could also approach a prospect and you could use language that's a little bit like, hey, listen, if you're like any of the other VPs of sales I've been talking to, this, this, and this is a challenge that you're having right now. But I would love to know from you firsthand, if you have a moment to share what you're going through right now, because I'm really trying to put together content that would be helpful for folks in your position. If you don't got time, totally understand. Yeah, that's the type of outreach that I would do. So your advice is to continue to prospect, I guess with some caveats. It's about how you prospect and it's also about if what you're doing is actually helpful to the people you're prospecting. I don't even want to get into like, what if it's not? Because that's a bigger challenge that I think we can't solve on this podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of stumped for like, if your restaurant's 365, for example, I don't know what to tell you from a sales and prospecting standpoint, besides you laid off a bunch of your staff. I don't know what else you would do. There isn't really anything you can do for your 
audience right now that's going to save you unless I'm missing something, which I probably am. <laughs> well, I'm sure we all are, and we're trying to figure it out kind of as yeah. we go here in real time. Jason, thank you so much for being here and talking about this very timely, timely, timely issue. You're a friend of the show. You've been on before. I'm sure I'm going to have you back, but for people who don't know about you, where can they learn more about you? There's two places. So if you're just looking for like free information on like how to do this stuff right now, I mean, blissfulprospecting.com is going to have a ton of stuff there. There's even a Corona virus page on there with like specific selling and prospecting content that we're putting out and others are putting out on how to navigate through this time from a prospecting standpoint. So I would just go to our website for that. And then you can also check out our website if you're looking for help on how to actually approach your cold outreach. We do training and workshops and that kind of stuff. And we're doing a lot of help with companies right now on this specific topic on how to navigate it. And I would check it out at blissfulprospecting.com as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Cool. Yes, yeah, it's fun, man. <laughs>